Welcome to the Matea Murdo podcast, where we're delving into all things United Nations, the family, and politics. Let's go. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we're joined by a dear friend, a constitutional attorney whose name is Chris Ann Hall. She's from Florida, and she has an incredible story, which we actually didn't even get into her personal life. We really just covered like an ounce of what she does now because she does so many things. But some of the basics of what she does, we covered, and she she is truly a hero. I wouldn't say that about many people. Because I think that that title is reserved for very special, unique, impactful individuals, which you don't really meet on an everyday kind of basis. But you get to be introduced to one of my heroes, Chris Ann Hall. She also gave us a sneak peek, a glimpse into what she is working on at present for families. And so I want you to, at the top of this podcast, I want you to plug into all of her resources, which are down in the description below. Incredibly important, whether you're homeschooling, you're American, you're not an American. She's helped people in Switzerland, in Canada, Latvia, and a couple other places in the world. And so I want you to really engage with the content she has, encourage you to reach out to her. If we're going to be facing this plethora of, of mandates that are overreaching by our collective governments, if we're going to be facing future so-called pandemics, whether they're organic or not, we need to be equipped. And Chris Ann Hall understands not only our own constitution here in America, but she is willing to look into, as you'll hear, other countries' constitutions in order to help the citizens of nations fight tyranny. So with that, enjoy this podcast, and here is Chris Ann Hall. Thank you for joining me, Chris Ann. I know that you have a very busy schedule, and you weren't even supposed to be at NRB until the Lord told you to stay. So what are you doing in Nashville? Well, I actually spoke at a uh, film festival on Monday in Dixon, which is about 40 minutes west of Nashville. And then I found out my pastor was actually preaching here on Wednesday night. Mm -hmm. And we were supposed to fly home today back to Tampa Mm -hmm. and then come back to Nashville on Friday because I have uh, two classes, constitution classes in a church on Saturday. And so we were uh, Monday finishing up with a conference at the film festival. And I really felt like we needed to stay. And, but I, I didn't know if it was me, you know, Mm -hmm. or really just needed to stay. It just, just a really strong feeling that I had in my gut. And so I just said to my husband, I said, do you, what do you think about staying? He's like, well, he says, I can work remote from anywhere. He said, but what about you? I mean, you've got the office, you've got all these things going on. And I said, yeah, right. That's, that's right. God, I got all that stuff. I got responsibilities. I've Mm -hmm. got employees. I got all this stuff. I got, you know, this is just me. And, but I never had peace about that, right? Mm. So I called the office and I asked the girls, I said, can you live without me this week? Yep. And they're like, yeah, we can live without you this week. And it turned out all the interviews that I had scheduled, one of them was canceled and one of them said, hey, do it at NRB. We're good. Ah. Yeah. So okay. it was really good. And so I said to my husband, I said, you know, I really think we're supposed to stay. He's like, 
cool. All right, we'll stay. Wow. I changed all our planes, got new hotels, mm -hmm. extended the car. And the crazy thing was the minute I did that, Nobody knew I was staying. All of a sudden, I had all these calls. Are you at NRB? We want to do an interview. Are you at NRB? We want to do an interview. Really? Yeah, like five in the first 12 hours. I didn't even tell anybody I was staying. Wow. So I knew that that was something that God wanted me to do. And uh, so we're here. But we're totally not prepared. <laughs> I don't have enough business cards. And I don't have anything to hand out to anybody. So I think we're just supposed to be here doing what we do. Yeah. Yeah. So what is it that you do? I know what you do, for, but for people listening, what do you do, Chris Ann? Well, I am a constitutional attorney, but I also teach the Constitution. So I have several ways that I teach the Constitution. I'm an itinerant teacher. Mm -hmm. I travel all over America. I've been doing that for 14 years, teaching U.S. Constitution, civics, government, American history, mm -hmm. uh, middle school, high school, colleges, adult business groups, political groups. I've taught the legislators of 11 states in session. I've taught sheriffs from all 50 states. Hmm. I have two documentaries. Now I can say award-winning documentaries, mm -hmm. which is very, very cool. What are the names of those? Uh, my first documentary is called Non-Compliant. Mm -hmm. And the second documentary is kind of like a sequel. It's called Non-Compliant to the Sheriff. Mm -hmm. So it's all about the authority of the sheriff. What we do is we take side-by-side uh, -side two stories. One pastor who refused to shut down his church mm -hmm. during COVID and was arrested by his sheriff. Mm -hmm. Another pastor who refused to shut down his church uh, during COVID who was protected by his pastor. So it's all those, you know, those two stories together teach as a teaching moment of what is the real authority and duty of the sheriff. Yep. And I take that back through history and I show how our sheriff is supposed to be a defender of the rights mm -hmm. and not just a blind enforcer of the law. Yep. And uh, both of those documentaries can be found at noncompliantmovie.com. I've written six books on the Constitution in addition to that. I have an online constitution study for uh, kids and adults, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, one of the joys of my life is to teach at the university of my church, River University. My pastor, um, it just it makes my heart sing to know my pastor believed in me and my husband to come in and do the school of government, and so we are professors there, and we help. We're helping. My prayer is that we're helping him bring his vision of raising up godly people to mm -hmm. be involved in politics. Yeah. As someone in politics, I'm very grateful. When I first heard about you, I was like, man, like this is, you know, when you're, when you're in government, you're like, you, you're pulling on teeth almost for people oh. to, to not just get involved, but to understand. Yes. And Especially Christian people. Truly. And it's like, you can't, you have to know the word of God, but if you're going to claim territory, you have to be active in every area. So what would you say to Christians who are like, eh, you know, it's just, it's just politics, it's government, it's divisive, it's just the constitution. Like, I, I hate even saying it's just the constitution. So what would you say to the Christian, to them understand that this is actually something incredibly significant, a tool in their hand to utilize? Well, they need to watch my first documentary, Noncompliant, because mm -hmm. it's all about how, uh, well, part of it the thread that runs through it is that it's the Christian's duty to be involved in government. Mm -hmm. uh, my husband and I teach a class, uh, a biblical class, about how God commands us to be involved in government. Mm -hmm. And for a Christian to not be involved in government is to say that there's an aspect of life in which God can't be involved. 
right? Mm -hmm. So you want to say that Christians can't be involved in government. That means only heathens can be involved in government. And you're making a no trespassing sign for God. And then you can't ask questions about why we're in the fix that we're in, Mm -hmm. right? But you see, Mateo, a lot of what happens in the minds and the ideologies of the Christians are the product of what comes from the pulpit. It's true. And we have, we have, this is the thing that blows people's mind um, because I have to speak plainly Mm -hmm. in truth and in love. When our pastors preach that Romans 13 means we're not supposed to be involved in government, Mm -hmm. what they're actually doing is teaching a 14th century doctrine called the divine right that says the king is God. They're teaching that government is God, Mm -hmm. and God does not teach that. Mm -hmm. You cannot, if if you're a pastor and you're going to say that Christians are not to be involved in politics, that the Mm -hmm. church is not supposed to be speaking about government, you are literally chopping out a third or more of the Bible. And I'm not just talking about, you know, being involved or or, uh, watching the news, right? Mm -hmm. God commands people throughout the Bible to speak against ungodly, unjust government, Mm -hmm. to be bold in that, to stand up for what God has given us. Mm -hmm. And I go into a church and I'm always, when I teach, it's okay, raise your hand if you believe liberty is a gift from God. Mm -hmm. Never in a church do I find somebody not raise their hand. Yeah. Okay, so if liberty is a gift from God, why is it the church teaching its people not to stand for liberty? Yeah. It's, it's what we have to do to, to whom much is given, much is required. Mm-hmm. And we must stand for what the gifts God has given us. And I always remind people of the, terrible, the parable of the talents, right? Yeah. Because the parable of the talents, we forget, is an allegory of a master leaving a responsibility Mm -hmm. to his servant Mm -hmm. and the responsibility was don't take care of what i've got the responsibility was prosper what i'm giving you because remember the last one said here's what you gave me i'm giving it back to you exactly the way you gave it to me Mm -hmm. and the master didn't go oh well you know you did your best and i know it's scary times and Mm -hmm. you know you would have been chastised you may have lost your job or whatever the people would have come against you it's okay i get you Mm -hmm. it's not what he said he said you are a wicked slothful servant Mm -hmm. not only am i going to take from you what i gave to you and give it to someone else who will do what I ask them to do. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to cast you into the place of gnashing of teeth. Mm-hmm. I just don't know how much clearer God can get than that. Yeah. And then you look at the stories in the Bible. Moses was an abolitionist. Mm-hmm. The, probably the first abolitionist, right? Mm-hmm. Sticking his face in the government, finger in his government's face. Mm-hmm. Saying we're not going to submit to your laws of slavery. Yep. You have... Jochebed, think about Moses. You have mm-hmm. Jochebed, his mom, mm-hmm. disobeying the law to yep. have her child murdered. Mm-hmm. Now, if God says we have to blindly submit to the laws and just pray for government, mm-hmm. that means Jochebed would have been punished for what she did. Yep. But she wasn't. She was rewarded, mm-hmm. right? The Hebrew nursemaids refused to abort mm-hmm. babies. Um, Daniel. Yeah. Daniel was a politician. Mm-hmm. Too many preachers teach that Daniel was a prophet and, you know, mm-hmm. he accidentally got caught up in this dragnet. No. Mm-hmm. Daniel was the highest politician in the land, second only to the king himself. Yep. And the scripture literally says, 
when he knew the order was signed, then he threw up his windows and prayed. Mm -hmm. He was engaging in deliberate, peaceful noncompliance. Yeah. Yeah. So going back to 2020 then, Mm -hmm. peaceful noncompliance, a lot of Christians stood up. Mm -hmm. Their their voices were heard. A lot of theirs weren't heard. What happened for you when the lockdowns came and you had to defend the Constitution in face of absolute tyranny? You know what's amazing is people probably say, well, you know, times got hard, blah, blah, blah. But not for me. Hmm. We jumped into the fight and God expanded my borders. It would take me uh, an hour to tell you everything that we did. But I can tell you that I was busier then than I ever was. Mm Uh, We helped thousands, if not tens of thousands of people get vaccine exemptions for religious basis all over the country. We helped people who were getting their citizenships get vaccine exemptions. We helped military people get vaccine exemptions. Mm. We helped churches stay open. I literally fought governments to keep churches open. As a matter of fact, this March, I'm so excited. I have goosebumps every time I talk about it. This March, my husband and I are going to Latvia. We have been invited to Latvia because a Latvian pastor contacted me during the COVID lockdowns and Mm -hmm. said, "Um, I heard that you're a constitutionalist and you fight for people. Would you would you be willing to study the Latvian constitution and and tell us what the Latvian constitution says about the government's right to shut us down? And so I studied the Latvian constitution and I wrote out a legal analysis for them. They provided it to their government. Their government said, I'm sorry, you're right, we're wrong, and you can keep your church open. In Latvia, I sent religious liberty text uh, studies of the constitution of Australia. Uh, I have sent uh, analysis to kings and presidents of 10 countries in Africa. I mean... God expanded my borders. England, um, Switzerland. Mm -hmm. I mean, God expanded my borders and gave me a supernatural knowledge and ability to do what I did. And we helped Christians all over the world. Wow. I know. It's mind-blowing. I I go, wow. I don't even know how it happens that way. Well, because you're willing. You're willing. And that, that goes back to the scripture if he looks throughout all of the earth for that one willing person to be used. You know, and I think as well, you touched on what do you say to Christians? We are not given the spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. We are given the spirit of power and boldness. Yeah, We're given wisdom when we ask for it. Mm-hmm. We're given all the provision we need as we need it, as yeah. we ask for it, over an abundance of what we need. Yeah. And I would say to Christians, if you feel fear in your heart, you're not operating under the right spirit. Ooh. Right? Mm-hmm. Because God said very clearly, I do not give you the spirit of fear. Yeah. So if you have the spirit of fear, it's not coming from God. Mm-hmm. It's coming from the Antichrist. Wow. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's very good. So we just have to take, uh, we've got to ask ourselves, which do we follow? Mm-hmm. Um, who is our father? Yeah. Uh, where do our gifts come from? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm supernatural and I live without fear. I do have fear. Um, there are times where I'm afraid. There are times where I'm intimidated. Mm-hmm. But then I have to pull up my big girl pants and realize that I have, uh, I'm not fighting this. Yep. I'm standing uh, for a master that's bigger, more powerful than anything in the universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the scripture, 
right? In Revelation, it says that God will actually laugh. Yeah. And the saints will say, that's what we were afraid of? Mm -hmm. That was the Satan we were afraid of? As he's being cast into the lake of fire, yep. it says the, the saints will say, that's who we were afraid of? Yeah, literally. And we're gonna be we're gonna be like, wow, I'm a little bit humiliated here. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit ashamed that I was afraid of that. Yeah. So, from a personal perspective, how do you move past that intimidation? Whether because people will feel it. That's a very real yeah, yeah. feeling. So, the globalists are saying, and the globalists are many people. It's not just mm -hmm. organizations like the UN or WEF. It's it's agencies, it's it's media, it's politicians, it's advocacy, it's everyone, civil society for that matter. They're saying there's going to be another lockdown. This is the the decade of pandemics mm -hmm. from Bill Gates. So there's they're planning things. Mm -hmm. So how do you, knowing that there's going to be more intense battles coming, the Lord's already built you up from the last major battles that you were facing and helping people through how do you personally navigate that fear and intimidation when it, when it tries to come on you? Well, you know, it, it's remembering the Word of God, remembering that God gives us the Word of God as uh, an inspiration and an example, mm -hmm. right? I remember that there was a young man who stood before a giant and said, mm -hmm. I battled the lion, I battled the bear, mm -hmm. who are you? Yeah. Right? So. First off, I would say to Christians out there, this is not something to be intimidated for. This is something that you should expect. Yeah. God is always going to give you the opportunity to strengthen your faith, mm -hmm. and he's going to give you bigger battles. Yeah. Right? So you defeat, a you defeat a bear, he's going to give you a lion. You defeat the lion, he's going to give you a giant. You defeat the giant, he's going to give you a bigger giant. Yeah. But you have to understand, and that's all not to, to really puff up yourself in strength, but to realize that there is no obstacle that's too big for God. Mm -hmm. And he's the one that's doing the battle, right? Who yeah. dare defy the army of the living God? He, we, we serve not just God. We serve the most high God, as Esther used to say, and I, mm -hmm. I love that. The most high God. That's my yeah. favorite phrase that really gives me strength when I'm mm -hmm. feeling like whatever. I'm like, no, I don't, whatever. I'm not a God girl. I'm a most high God girl. And then forsake not yourselves against assembling of each other's even more yes. as the day approaches. Mm -hmm. The threefold cord cannot be broken. Mm -hmm. Don't try to jump into these things alone. Yeah. Right? Sure, David took down Goliath by himself. Uh, but if you're feeling lacks in your faith if you're mm -hmm. feeling a little intimidated then grab the arm of your bestie yeah. and dig into the word and say look we're going to charge this together yeah. because i will tell you i i study history right mm -hmm. so the constitutional studies have to be done in context of historical application yeah. my history study goes back to the eight year 841 so <laughs> i've studied government from 841 yeah. i mean i guess technically up to now right mm -hmm. And I will tell you most definitely that the most powerful check and balance on abusive, oppressive government mm -hmm. is an educated, united body of Christ. Mm -hmm. Centuries. Yeah. That is true. So we have to, and this is why what we're talking about is so important, because until the church really recognizes that we are put here mm -hmm. to protect the gifts of God, yeah. 
to ensure that our posterity can operate in the gifts of God mm -hmm. without having to risk life, limb, and fortune for it, yep. then until the church picks that up, we're always going to be moving backwards. Mm. We have to become educated and united. That's part of the reason why our, my study across, my teaching across America involves heavily in the church, teaching the church about religious liberty, mm -hmm. teaching the church about the duty in the Constitution, the duty in the Bible to teach and to mm -hmm. preach and to be involved in government. Yeah. So if, if you were to give, let's say, three bullet points as to why believers should be involved mm -hmm. in government, and give maybe one or two biblical, you gave the examples of individuals throughout the Bible, but giving examples of how people could then be engaged in government, because mm -hmm. not a stay-at-home mother can't go and be necessarily in Congress, mm -hmm. but she could be at the same time involved in her local community. Mm -hmm. So can you give some examples on top of the three bullet points of why Christians should be engaged? Christians have to be engaged because we are the ones that believe that God is the author of liberty. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Christians have to be engaged because we know to whom much is given, much is required. Mm -hmm. And I would say bullet point number three, not the least, is that God commands it. God has told us, Jesus said, when asked which of the commandments is the highest, he said, well, there are, you, you have to meet two. Love your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul. Mm -hmm. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. You cannot love your neighbor as yourself and sit yeah. back and watch them be oppressed and violated and robbed by government. Mm -hmm. Government is the creation of man. Yeah. And we cannot allow our creation to abuse others with power and be Christians. It's just not possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, you are a negligent, you are a um, complicit Christian mm -hmm. when you sit back and watch someone get violated. That is not loving your neighbor as yourself. That's a scary word, being yes. complicit in it. Yes. Samuel Adams said this way, when we tamely suffer a lawless attack upon our liberty, mm -hmm. we encourage it. Yep. And we involve others in our doom. He said it's a serious consideration that should weigh heavy on our hearts mm -hmm. that ages and millions yet unborn will be the miserable sharers of our works. So when we sit by and we watch government and we let them shut people down and we let pe them intimidate people, we let them put people in jail for peacefully assembling when yeah. that's a right, it's not a privilege, yeah. we actually encourage government to be tyrannical. Yeah. And then we encourage our children to be slaves. Yeah. That's what we encourage. And so the things that we can do, I mean, not everybody can do what I do, right? Mm -hmm. 260 meetings in 22 states every year for seven years straight. Yeah. Um, travel around the country, teach, preach, whatever, right? Not everybody can do that. I yeah. am an ordained minister in the middle of that, right? Yeah. Um, but what we can do is what we can do when, where we are. Mm -hmm. I would say, and, and this is no light thing, and I said this to a mom the other day. She's homeschools her children she's like five children i said it is no light thing to raise your children up yes. in truth and knowledge mm -hmm. because you and i mateo we can work our tails off and our fingers to the bone to fix what's wrong with government we could even succeed mm -hmm. but if we're not teaching the next generation what yeah. to do they're going to turn back to the communism and the marxism that the schools have been teaching them to yeah. do so moms and dads get your kids out of government school mm -hmm. get them out 
It's never been easier to homeschool than it is now. You don't even have to be a teacher anymore mm -hmm. in homeschool. It doesn't take all day to homeschool. Homeschool is three hours tops. Yeah. Your kids will finish with school before they're 16. Mm -hmm. And they'll be smarter. They'll be thinkers. They'll be bright. They'll be prepared. They'll be responsible. Mm -hmm. They will be outstanding adults. And I'm yeah. not just saying that because everybody knows that. The colleges look for homeschool students mm -hmm. now. The military looks for homeschool students now. CEOs look for homeschool students yep, because true. they know mm -hmm. they're better prepared for life. Yep. Um, if you and, and running for office, this idea that how you participate in government is running for office is ludicrous because yeah. it's just not the case. Mm -mm. It's more than one person. Yeah. I think that ties into the misconception of well, you know, we need to elect a savior. No, we don't. <laughs> no. We don't. Government in America is designed to work from the bottom up, mm -hmm. where the masses are, right? So yep. attend your school board meetings if mm -hmm. you have children mm -hmm. in school. Attend your county commission meetings. Yes. Attend your city council meetings. Uh, follow the bills that are being pushed through your state. Mm -hmm. Go and talk to the the committee meetings with about the bills. If you find a bill like a heartbeat bill or a mm -hmm. pro life bill you want to be involved in, show up at the state yep. committee meetings and speak. My goodness, they only give you three minutes anyway. Mm -hmm. It's not that long. Write down what you're going to say. Yep. You don't lose any points by reading. As a matter of fact, mm -hmm. I recommend. Even as a public speaker, as somebody who does this for a living, yeah. I write down what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. Because if you find yourself in front of a political body that doesn't want to hear, mm -hmm. they have tactics to disrupt you, to interrupt you, to throw you off track. No kidding. If you are not reading, you get flustered. Mm -hmm. So if they try to interrupt you, you just keep reading. You just keep reading and you just keep reading. Yep. And that way you know you've got everything said in the three minutes that you get. If they yep. give you more than three minutes, bonus, yep. right? Exactly. So um, running for office is, is a thing, so, but it's not the only thing, and it's yeah. not really even the highest thing. It's so true, and that's, that's something that I like to talk about is everybody focuses on like the national or the international things happening, but what's happening in your own backyard? Right. You have to bring the fight local. And, I, and that's where you have the most power. Yeah, yeah, and I, I love that you brought up because my heart is for the home and for the family. So bringing up your children are the future. You're reaching into the future by training up the next generation. I would say the third thing to do, mm -hmm. a third thing that every Christian should do, start a group in your church. If your pastor won't mm -hmm. preach the truth, start instead of a Bible study, start a constitution study. I mean, we have online classes. You don't even have to teach anything. You hit play. Yeah. Right? Hit play. We have downloadable resources to go with that. Mm -hmm. Everything. Uh, we're... We're going to be releasing a curriculum in March. No way. Yes. Um, it's going to be a curriculum in development, but we're going to release the first set of courses to help parents supplement uh, their kids' studies in American history and government. There's going to be oh character-building Bible classes, uh, story time with Dr. Hall where I read books to the kids and stuff like that. Wow. It's going to be epic, so don't tell anybody, but you could just get our classes and hit play i mean wow. it really really is a start a group in your home and you have a bible study and then end mm -hmm. it with 30 minutes of of constitution study yeah that's very encouraging to hear that's 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 brilliant thank you for doing that um, even though nobody's supposed to know about it we get we get to know about it <laughs> all right final question well i guess i have two more okay. what's what's the biggest lie about the constitution that the majority of americans believe 
that the Supremacy Clause makes the federal government superior to the states, and the states are nothing more than mere colonies that must subject themselves to every demand of the government. Wow. That's, I can see that very clearly. What's interesting is the Supremacy Clause doesn't even say that. The Supremacy Clause actually says the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. But what has happened is, is through, through a century of education, mm-hmm. um, Americans have been bullied into not even reading the Constitution. Or even yeah. if they read it, they think they must be misunderstanding it because what they're reading is contrary to what they're taught. Mm-hmm. But what they're being taught is contrary to the Constitution, yeah. and that's on purpose. Yeah. So they bully us into thinking we're too dumb to understand what we're actually reading. Mm-hmm. We don't need an interpreter for the Constitution. It's not written in Mandarin Chinese. No kidding. Right? Yeah. So uh, one of the best things that I get to do is show people how simple it is. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want people to know, is it just really is that simple. Go read the Supremacy Clause. Yeah. It's not difficult. Yeah, That's awesome. All right, where can people get in contact with you, mm-hmm. follow you, your website? You mentioned your movie website, if you can mention that again, just so people can actually find those resources and actually start utilizing them. Well, I am on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I am on Facebook. I am on X. And I am on LinkedIn. I am not on YouTube. They won't let me have any channels anymore. I've been completely banned from YouTube. Really? I am on Rumble. But okay. I've been off YouTube for years now. Years. Yeah. Um, I have a huge following on Facebook and Instagram. But my activity is low because... Mm-hmm. They don't let me enter into the algorithms anywhere. Yeah. So you're going to have to search for me. Mm-hmm. And you can find anything about me uh, on Instagram and on social media. Just when you're searching for an account, you just type my name, Chris Ann Hall, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E. And the last name's Hall, H-A-L-L. My main hub website is my name, chrisannhall.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, the movie site is noncompliantmovie.com. And our online constitutional education is libertyfirstsociety.com. And first is spelled out F-I-R-S-T. So libertyfirstsociety.com. Perfect. Well, thank you for taking the time. And I'm, I'm grateful that you stayed back. And I know many other people through this podcast will be as well. Oh, well Happy I to have you. you. So I would be here no matter what. But thank you. <laughs> You're awesome. And I just want to say I follow you too. And I love watching what you do. Um, I am inspired by your courage and your sense of adventure. I think that's really awesome. And I know for a fact that you're an inspiration to other women as well. So I want to say thank you. Thank you for that. That means a lot actually coming from you. So thank you. Thanks.